BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. We are screwed. It's over. We are screwed. Oh my god, my microphone's fucked up, my headphones are fucked up. It's the Malcolm Go podcast, November 29th, 2023. I still got fucking pneumonia from fucking, who knows, three weeks ago. Hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving. Tyler, via Zoom, uh... Just an absolutely operational disaster. Every piece of the puzzle is falling apart on this board and the system. Everything. Not, nothing works. The fucking baby got her fucking chubby, greasy hands all over all my shit. And I can't get back to all the uh, original settings. I don't know what's fucked up, what's not. Probably echoes and fucking river sounds in the back of this. I don't know if that music even came through. Uh, all right. Well, I'm calmed down now, Ty. But I do want to start with this. Um, I'm willing to have a conversation that the dynasty may be over. Willing to have the conversation. Yeah, I mean, we have to see what happens with Zappy this week. Yeah, like if he comes out firing, we're back in it. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to expect. It's 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 um. We got Tyler Internet. We got fucking dynasties falling our pets heads are falling off uh it's it's it's, it's real classic malcolm go podcast here again november 29th 2023 sounds like the first one we ever did uh where it was just me rambling like a madman now it's just uh me and tyler talking about a disgusting uh pitiful embarrassment of a football team that we now have to watch on a weekly basis that is somehow gets more embarrassing and worse every week uh the media Vultures circling, trading Belichick to fucking L.A., trading him to Carolina. A 75-year-old man. This is elder abuse. They want to they want to send him away someplace hot. I mean, he's not he's not moving to Fort Lauderdale. He he likes Nantucket. Let the man do his job. I don't know. I mean, the Carolinas seems nice. Who doesn't like the Carolinas? It seems like a nice place to go rest your head as you're getting older. 
that owner is like that guy's an idiot. So I feel like he'll fired, pay, he'll way overpay. Like, yeah, yeah. I could. I mean, I don't think he cares about the money, and so he they'd have to like way overpay Bob Kraft, like three first round picks in like in a row or something, right? Because he's going to be under contract for three years on Belichick. So it's something like, yeah, he's under contract for two years. So they'd have to give him a, give us at least one first round pick. So like if they did it, it'd have to be like this year. Like if we got yeah, the but first round, the first overall, you couldn't even because the bears have their first overall pick. So wouldn't it be fun? But first of all, like Belichick's going to go to the team that he picks. And I think that he's still going to be a Patriot. So, why would he? Yes, but if he was going to leave, like, why would he go to Carolina and be like, all right, if I want to go there, and then Kraft's going to be like, all right, give us a, a, you know, a first-round pick next year. And he's going to, well, we don't even have the one from last year because this dumbass GM paid way too much for Bryce Young. We don't have the one for next year. And now he's going to get rid of one for me, and the team's going to fall apart. Like, this, it's not really going to work, so. And why would he it's want hard to, go? to get... I, I turn around like a, I, I just I don't understand. I said the same thing about Tom Brady though, so it's kind of like went in my face once. Like, why would a man of his age want to go and start over a team like, like gonna just uproot everything he knows? I mean, first of all, it would decimate the Patriots because there wouldn't be. I mean, you wouldn't have. Not that it's like the biggest loss, but both his sons would go. I'm sure McDaniel's would follow him. That he's not there now anyway. But a lot of front office people would go. I mean, I couldn't even tell you fucking who would go, but a million people, a lot of free agents would go with him. Um, it so- doesn't make sense to hire Mayo at that point, because at that point, now you're like, if we're going to go away from Belichick, you need to go completely away. You can't try to do what Belichick is doing without Belichick. It's never going to work. It's exactly. I mean, that's the same reasoning he had for when he, when he fired Parcells, and he wanted to hire Belichick, and he was like, no, I just got to rid this organization of every Parcells disciple, anything that had anything to do with Parcells. But, he, you know, he turned around after one, after Pete Carroll and just went and got him. So it's like, I've had that same argument. I was like, so what do you, just elevate Mayo so he could run the same program just worse? It's not going to work that way. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you need, maybe you need to give him front office help. Like, nobody's, nobody's discussed the fact that this team has lost for 20 years just their top coaches and top executives year after year after year after year. It was fucking... It's insane that everyone just goes like, oh, Belichick's been just GMing by himself the whole time. It's like, no, he hasn't because five of the guys who used to be the GM for the Patriots are now GMs of other teams. Yeah. Houston yeah, they were, and they were Kansas based... City. And... and There's something to be said about like Belichick not naming a GM, which is probably why those guys leave. Um, but... I, it's 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 asinine to say that like okay Pioli was gone fucking a thousand other you know obviously Casario Ziggler um, fucking Dimitrov all guys that, that he helped build Super Bowl winning teams or just run other teams now and then the, forget the countless other like underling scouts the guy that ran Tennessee for years the guy that ran Arizona for a few years they're all like Belichick fucking scouts head guys that got head jobs for nothing. You know what I mean? Just for basically working for Belichick and Belichick winning Super Bowl. So, like, they don't give him a chance to restock. Who, like, anytime he's good, they go and take his guys. Who all have nothing but good things to say about him? Like, they don't turn around and leave and go, oh, yeah, like, fuck Belichick. Like, fuck him. Fuck the program. Like, fuck everything. No, they're all, like, real. I don't know. I, I don't understand, like, why everyone has this, like, negative attitude about Bill just because of the way he treats the media. And then everyone just acts like, so there's seven minutes a day he talks to the media and answers questions, and that's your that's his entire personality. Like, have you not watched anything else that the guy does? Like, he, everybody in the me- like when he does like specials with like the one Rich Eyes and things like that people swoon over it. And, like, this guy's amazing. What a, like, I mean, the gr- just once in a lifetime coach in person. But the minute he goes up there and just mumbles through a press conference, he's the worst coach there's ever been. I mean, he has had, you know, the longest uh, dynasty in, you know, sports that matter, basically. You know, free agency, fucking dynasty, dynasty sports where you have to, like, where players move, basically. Like, you could say, like, the fucking 
you know, like the 50s Yankees, sure, but that has nothing to do with it because you could just pay those guys a plumber's wage and they had to come back no matter what. Um, like, this, it is, it's, it cannot be done or would never be replicated again. And he's done it all while doing every aspect of the organization and then losing coaches and having to, re, you know, fill those things and teach these new guys what to do year after year after year. I mean, at some point it breaks, you know, and then fucking, you know, of course, the greatest of all time quarterback leaves. And, you know, you still have a chance at the playoffs the very next year. You go to the playoffs the year after that. And then you have, you know, last year was a 500 year with bad, a bad decision at offensive coordinator and just doing that. But, you know, was it really? Because now that, that, that offense was better than it is this year. So this year they, they go and do everyone says it's a home run. They hire two coaches. Kraft allegedly gets involved. You know, they, re, they bring Mayo back for more money. They, uh, they get Bill O'Brien from Alabama, who everyone says at absolute home run. Mac Jones is going to be so much better with this. And then they go and get, you know, Adrian Clem from Oregon to run the offensive line. And all three of those things have been shitty. I mean, not Mayo's defense, but offensive line has been terrible. Offensive coordinator, coordinator has been terrible. Uh, I don't know. I would even say offensive coordinator, to be ge- in general, has been terrible. I don't like. Even the offensive line has gotten better as of late. It's just the quarterback play has been just so abysmal. There's no chance to even do anything. Like you can't coach these guys up anymore. Like I don't know. What happened to Mac Jones? He literally is Chuck Knobloch hurling the ball into the stands. And we would have – so a few things on that. Like, one, a lot of – he gets a lot of shit for having his sons coach, you know, sons who have coached some of the best defenses in the league in a, a few years. But arguably what everyone says is the top offensive mind in Kyle Shanahan is a coach because his dad was a great NFL coach for a long time. And he's like, can we get a Shanahan disciple? Can we get a Kyle Shanahan disciple? It's like Shanahan guys, right? Exactly. Oh, you mean the guy who only got a coaching job because his dad was a coach? And but does he suck? But all these other like, so that's in. There's a lot of. I mean, the NFL is just kind of like that. Like if you were in the NFL and you were co- NFL coaches whose sons are now like head coaches. Um, but secondly, yeah, the the quarterback is just. It's just there, there's no. I don't know. There's, I don't think they want to play for him anymore. I don't think clearly. I don't think that, like, the, if this was a different team, like, if this was, like, the Jets or the – there would be, like, rumblings of, like, the defense is, like, talking shit about the quarterback. That doesn't come out with this team because I think, the, like, you know, they are still, like, a, a a team. You know, they still, like – you don't hear bad things from the players. No, they all, it's not how they're built. Say, still say the same thing. You know, everybody gets the same treatment, basically. It's like – Oh, you know, I was hearing him today. Like, you know, Bailey, we, we, we believe in three guys that could run this offense. Saying, you know, Will Greer, and they're even fucking today, Malik Cunningham's fucking throwing passes in, in practice. And they're like, oh, he's dangerous. He's dangerous, man. And then it's just fucking, there's nobody dangerous, first of all. And it's, it's just, a, uh, just a clusterfuck. I just don't know what happened to Mac Jones. Like, you can't tell me a strong-minded, capable, national champion quarterback who was at the fucking Heisman ceremony uh, undefeated national champion that got coached by as as close to Bill Belichick as possible, just absolutely turned into a turtle and fucking, uh, you know, turned back into a pumpkin because fucking he had Matt Patricia for one year. You know what I mean? It doesn't make it doesn't make the team terrible. It doesn't make him the I worst think quarterback I've ever seen. Make horrendous would, decisions. Like, we were kind of like I was kind of saying for a while was that. He's, like, never won them a game, and then that Buffalo game, he was really good. Like, he, that was, like, the first game where you're, like, it was him, but he doesn't have that ability in him, clearly. Like, he can't figure it out. With, like, nothing was really going right. We weren't – the offensive line was banged up. Um, We weren't running the ball. Like, the defense wasn't – they were getting turnovers, but they weren't scoring points like they were last year. It's, like – so now when it was finally on him to see if he could, like, be the guy to elevate this team, it was just, you know, he's not even close to that guy. He's fine if you're – everything else is clicking. But he, he when he realizes, like, oh, I have to do a little more than I – than just get average 17 points a game, that's when it falls apart. Crazy. Like, people, like – people were comparing him to, like, 
his his ceiling is Kirk Cousins. I was like, if this motherfucker was at the beginning of when I heard that, I was like, fuck you, fuck you. He's the bad. He's gonna be so good. And then fucking like right now, I would kill for someone that had the fucking ceiling of Kirk Cousins. I mean, I just he he makes some of the most mind boggling decisions. I mean, the the interceptions he's been throwing are just. I mean, I wouldn't make those passes playing in the NFL. Like, I mean, they're like, he's just off his back foot, lobbing it to nowhere. It, like, nobody's a near guys just waiting for the ball. It's, he threw in a triple coverage last week. Um, the, the interception, you know, when they're driving down the field. I mean, all due respect to the Giants' defense, which was pretty decent, like, they couldn't score points on the Patriots if, unless we literally handed it to them. And Mac Jones had a nice drive going and for no reason just lobs it up like in the middle of the field where it's number one. No, no, you don't lob the ball in the middle of the field and it's off your back foot to a guy that's not even there. I I don't understand the logic or the thinking in that situation. And then like, I mean, I don't even remember if that was the first interception or the second one, but then they run it all the way back. Of course, they score a touchdown. And then fucking Zappy comes in. They run right down, score a touchdown. I'm like, they probably win this game, but they fucking don't deserve to. I mean, when I was watching Chad Ryan, I mean, like I said, and then just everything. There's not one thing that works anymore. It goes right. Like, I'm watching him get ready to kick that, and I'm like, he's going to miss this. And I kind of wanted him to because it was like in between, like, I was doing blowing leaves and then doing the Christmas decorations. I'm like, if he just misses this, I can just finish all that. That will be perfect for me. And he missed it, of course. So I was just like, you know what? This, that's exactly what this team deserves. Not one thing to go right. I mean, yeah, I don't understand. Like, Matt Jones is literally a guy. He's a, he's a coach on a defense who, in pregame, throws interceptions to the defense in warm-ups. Yeah. That's the type of passes he makes. Yeah, like you, he you literally like, is the like, he's the guy yelling pass ball bingo like and, you know that guy yeah he throws it up in the like, air you and just it. you have like in deep like in pregame there's there's no offense out there you just drop into your coverage and then the coach just throws you a pick and you just pick it and run it back and then you, that's the end of the play just so you know where to line up Max, and that's the Max, throws Max, he's Tip making. Drill Jones, old Tip Drill Jones, we'll call him. I mean the line, the throw to the linebacker, it's. Zappy's ball that he threw, that was like a good play by the safety. He read it. He didn't get. Yeah. He didn't. You know. He didn't bite on the other route. I mean, he only ran two guys out on routes. Yeah. But Juju would have caught the ball if there was no defenders on the field. Like the ball would have hit Juju. Yeah. There's been like five balls that Mac has thrown for interceptions that the offensive player wouldn't have been able to catch the ball if nobody was on the field. Correct. He's thrown. He's thrown Tebow esque interceptions. Like. Yeah. Like. Way exactly. over people's heads, or just like, like backyard, not even backyard, like recess, uh, recess tag football interceptions where like you yell blitz on the quarterback and sprint in instead of giving him five Mississippis and he just will throw it up in the middle of like the, the, the asphalt and hope that the kid on his team catches it. That's the way Mac Jones is playing professional football right now. And there's- it's unbelievable. It's yeah, yeah. It, it's incredible. Like, they're not like, oh, it was third and seven, and you know I was trying to make a play. They're never. They're not like these. Aren't like trying to make a play throws. These are just. I don't even know what they are. They're just panic. Hand the ball to the team throws. Yeah, they're beyond panic because it's like, I mean, the one against the Colts, there wasn't a Colt within five yards of Mac Jones when he was throwing that ball. He just didn't step into it, and he was ten yards short. Uh, you know, the one against the Giants, the first one, there was nobody around him because he was scrambling uh, out to the left. The second one, I don't remember. I mean, he wasn't getting hit, but, like, he was getting pressured, and he just lobs it up, which is incomprehensible. I mean, I don't, I don't think I've seen – I mean, maybe fucking Zach, Zach Wilson made interceptions. Like, fucking the guy before him, Sam Darnold, kind of threw plays like that every once in a while. But, like, against weird, like – Wink Martindale defense, which wasn't like I didn't think very exotic. Like he would blitz, but it wasn't like I don't know. I didn't see like guys coming from all different angles and shit. Where like Max got to be confused. Which, by the way, year three, you should be able to read a defense by now, especially after playing at Alabama and all this shit. I mean, 
I'm going to say it's not the coaching. I'm going to say it's just like he's literally lost all sense of confidence in himself. Somebody, somebody tweeted the other day, and I think it was the perfect way to sum it up. It, was like, it said, Mac Jones has zero confidence. And, oh, no, he has, yeah, it was like, Mac Jones has no confidence, and uh, Bailey Zappi has way too much confidence. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Exactly, and I was like, yeah, exactly correct. Both, like, Which- Mac Jones has lost it. He looks like he's crying because he didn't get, like, a bike on Christmas when he comes off the field. And Bailey Zappi goes in and thinks he can do – he's Brett Favre, and he is dog shit. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I I don't like listening to, like, the weapons argument. That really, like, is I've, – I've had enough of that one because it's, like, there's not that many teams, like, with these guys that are, like, incredibly special. Like, Houston doesn't have anyone. No, but there's always, like, one top-end talent and then, like, maybe a second guy that's – a be, a butter, you know, better than average. On great teams, like, there's a one superstar usually, then, like, a really better than average guy, and then three or four guys that are capable. You know what I mean? Like, like Kansas yeah. City doesn't really have anybody but Kelsey right now. Um, 49ers have... Who does Lamar Debo. have? Lamar's got... Flowers is doing well. He's got Odell Beckham, who's, you know, still capable. Yeah, he's on his seventh knee. He is. <laughs> I, I agree, Rashad Bateman, but they they also can run for two hundred yards a game because Lamar fucking runs for one fifty a game, so it's different. Yeah, I think the bigger I think that is a big issue with Mac is that there's no like you can deal. You don't need a running quarterback. We talked about it a million times. You don't need a running quarterback, but you need a mobile quarterback. You need a guy like Russell Wilson. Like Russell Wilson's not rushing for like big yards anymore, but he scrambles in the pocket. He creates like can create a play like. Be able to Mac is, navigate a pocket and not panic. That's the like you know yeah. what I mean. Like you don't have to just avoid the first guy. That's really what you're supposed to. Like Bailey Zappi did it. He did it. Like he came in. Somebody tried to sack him. He ducked under it and threw the ball. I was probably intercepted, but he fucking threw it. He got away from it. Um, you know, I mean, that's just what Tom Brady did for 20 years. Was fucking up, down, left, right, fucking basically just one step here, one step here, just fucking wander around. You know what I mean? You take the sacks you have to take. Like, for instance, I would have taken the sack uh, where he lobbed it up in the middle of the field. Um, But, like, other than that, you fucking, you know, you move around and try to make plays. That's what everybody does now. It's not, like, the structure of the NFL is so odd. It's like, I don't know, maybe San Francisco and, like, Philadelphia are, like, really coordinated offenses. And I wouldn't even see Philadelphia all that much, but like spe- definitely um, San Francisco is like uh, Brock Purdy may have to avoid a sack, but those guys are wide the fuck open all the time because they're schemed open. The offense is just like timed perfectly, hit, hit, hit. And, uh, you know, the Eagles too. But like most guys are like, you know, a guy won't be open first look and then a quarterback will scramble for two seconds and then, you know, dump off for a 17-yard gain to a guy that came open, you know. You don't have to have just A.J. Brown to do that. You know what I mean? I, they got fucking other players. Like, we have capable NFL receivers. I, I don't know who we have. I mean, Jalen Rager, Devontae Park. We have guys that were drafted in the first round. I think three of them. Rager, Juju Smith-Schuster, fucking Devontae Parker, Hunter Henry. That's four I can name right there. Kasicki might have been. He was at least high second. Uh, so these guys aren't, like, they won't, they're not nobody prospects that, like, nobody thought was ever going to be good. A lot of them were first round picks, high first round picks, and not like none of them can do anything. I don't know where it goes. I don't know if it's. I know that, and I've been saying it for weeks, is a lot of it had to do with that Patricia offense and thinking they were going to all of a sudden be able to run Kyle Shanahan's offense without Kyle Shanahan or even a guy that coached with Kyle Shanahan last year, do it with Patricia. And the draft, the, the signing or the trade and signing of Devontae Parker. Uh, who's not a Patriots typical wide receiver? Can't run over the middle. Can't run anything in the middle of the field. He uh, Tyquan Thornton again, not a Patriots type receiver. First of all, too skinny, no shiftiness, straight line guy. They would have never had those two guys. They probably wouldn't have taken Cole Strange. Um, obviously, Pierre Strong. You saw he already left. They had um, you know just so many different mistakes that came along with trying to change the offense last year, and it set them back you know, a long time and set them back basically a year and a half because last year they practiced this new offense. They couldn't pull off. Uh, it made Kendrick Bourne 
lose a year, um, basically just being in Patricia's doghouse, and he's clearly the best receiver on the team when he is playing. Um, and it's just it, it was fucking it set everything back. Even though the offense was better last year, it set it back. Like it's it's kind of how like when the president says the economy is like so much better now. It's because and they'll say like, well, the la- it's better because the last guy sh- was shitty, but like it's always like an overlap of a year. You know what I mean? Like the economy will be going up or down in the first year of the presidency because whatever happened in last term. So it's like kind of like how that's happening is basically they fucked up. Bet last you guys year. didn't think you were gonna get that. Huh? You didn't think you were getting a macroeconomic lesson on oh, this? Please, this is Matt. This is it. Hey, on this Malcolm Gump pod, they're shooting at all angles. Listen, the kid went when, to, when you're two and nine. You just... I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but yeah. It's a pretty big deal. We're just uh, awesome. we're firing our takes at this point. Got a lot of takes. I got a lot of hot but. takes. You got a bad internet, so I got to keep up fucking de- dead air. Um, yeah. No, it's really just been bugging the shit out of me. So, it, like, literally set him back probably a year and a half. But again, and I'm gonna say it probably until Kraft fucking does actually get rid of Belichick. I do not think that Bill Belichick should leave. I think Bill Belichick should be able to continue doing what he wants to do, which is coach the New England Patriots the way he wants to coach them. People still believe in him. He's still got leadership in the room. Um, Matt Slade is probably done after this year, but, like, he's a great – you know, he could be around Team Chaplin. I don't know. But, like, there's not – they're just going to build more. Like, you'll be able to get Ziggler back. You'll be able to get um, McDaniels back. You'll be able to add more guys because no one's going to be picking off a team – that's two and fifteen, or whatever the fuck they're gonna be. You know what I mean? Hey, would you? Would you think that? Because um, I think Bell should be able to coach as long as he wants. I mean, also thought like never thought Brady was leaving. Like I always thought that was like rumors that was just bullshit until he actually left, and then I was completely shocked. I thought none of that was true. So I was shocked too. Do you think that? If they did just keep Brady, Brady retired as a Patriot for more years. Maybe they, you know, never won another Super Bowl, but they kind of made the playoffs. You know, not maybe a little better than they did. Two or three more wins in the last every year and went like had five or six losses and were like a three or four seed. And then Brady just retired. Do you think there would be any talk of Belichick leaving, even if he had this year? So Brady was here. We never won any more playoff games. And do you think they would still be talking about fire and Belichick, or do you think they would just, because of the way it ended with Brady? I think that they, they that hold that against like, him like are, crazy. Yeah, I think a lot of people hold it against Right him. now, right? Currently. Yeah. Yeah. 100%, I think that's the only reason they're talking about getting rid of him is because how it ended with Brady. Yeah, and Brady wanted to leave. Like, it wasn't even, like, it's, he said it multiple times. He was like, yeah, he wanted to. He didn't, he got the contract, same contract the Bucks gave him. He didn't, he didn't want to sign it. He just got the extension, like, way too late. He wanted a year earlier, got it the year after. So I was like, no, nah, fuck this. And then he left and went to Tampa Bay on a loaded team. Like, he, the Patriots were not loaded at that point in time. They were – they just lost to the Tennessee Titans at home in the playoffs. Like, the team wasn't very good. They, their defense was below average and aging. The offense had, like, no, no weapons. Julian Edelman was all they had, and his knee barely was held together with duct tape. Um, the offense was the defense still was pretty loaded. That was the year that um that um Sam Donald said he was seeing ghosts out there. That was that they set it out like eight and well, they were ten and zero and then no, lost like the defense, five of the last seven. Yeah, they were playing terrible because I remember thinking that's bullshit because they were embarrassing teams. They like they gave up like seven points per game for the first like eleven weeks and then. Uh, I was like, they're going to break all these fucking records, the best defense I've ever seen. And then, like, all of a sudden they played a quarterback that was any good and was starting to lose. Like, Ryan Tannehill beat him in the playoffs at home. That's all you need to know. Uh, and- yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, just, I, I, I think that they're actually not that bad of a team. Like, I think the offensive line is fine. I don't. I think they need to maybe figure out, like, I think so is good. I think when he's dominant. Trent Brown's been really good this year. Strange and Andrews are kind of an issue, but I think they're kind of fine. Like they're not great, but they're both fine. Um, the defense, I think, is really good. I think the defense, if they had any sense of offense, like moving the ball or like being able to play as like you know, like uh, you know, give and take unit, like the defense would be like really good. But the defense is going out there being like, all right, we have to hold teams to six. 
Yeah. How hard it is to try to hold someone to six every fucking we have to hold them to six, we have to fucking, a lot of times, fucking score because our quarterback gave a touchdown up, or we have to defend the red zone because they just got an interception and ran all the way back here after we just got off the field eight seconds ago. Or try to give them the ball at, like, the six-yard line because the offense might be able to score from the six. So I think the defense is young. I think they're good. I think they're, like, pretty stacked at all levels like i love the front you know if we had jude on i our d our d line would be like real good and be able to get pressure on both sides and i like linebackers they kind of like this style of linebacker which is bentley and then filling in these other guys who just kind of like play different snaps yeah, and the secondary out. i think is good yeah i mean so i don't know obviously I think with like... losing jack jones and like jc seems like he's just doesn't want to play football anymore because he got rich which is fine he doesn't have to we're not paying him so, like, you can fucking just, like, he doesn't seem like he wants to do, even play football anymore. So, I mean, when the Patriots cut him at the end of the year, I'm sure he's going to come crawling back and have a little bit more heart in him. But right now, he's playing, like, dog shit. He got beat for, like, a third and 17 this week. Um, I mean, they need, I mean, defense, I don't think they need a ton of upgrades, to be honest with you. Like, D, they Any upgrades. I'm fine if they roll up the same D. D is good. I would love to see, I mean, more key on. You need a, uh, a cornerback a second cornerback to start. Like you need a CB two who was supposed to be Jack Jones. You need, uh, you know, probably what's wrong with John Jones, but he's old and he's like a slot guy. You want to get a guy, an outside perimeter guy. That's any good, you know, unless you kick JC. It should have been Jalen Mills. It should be Jalen Mills. He he doesn't even play. I don't understand what happened. Like we moved him to safety and he can't get on the field. I don't know what he does. He like plays safety, but then they were like, yeah, Jabril Peppers is way better than you, and, like, Kyle Duggar is better than you. I don't know when he could play. I thought they were going to be playing, like, four or five safeties this year. Like, literally their whole secondary is just going to be safeties in one cornerback, but it's not. Like, Barmore is having a dominant season. You know, Uche is probably going to get way overpaid. Um, but Bill's just going to be smart about the money. Like, he's literally got to sign homegrown talent that are good. Like, Duggar should stay. Uche, if he doesn't, like, look for, like, $20 million, should stay. Uh, I'm fine with Uche, go- Uche going because my guy Jennings is playing really good football. Um, he's playing well, we're going to bring no, back. He's got no pass rush ability. You know? Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I mean, he's a... He had a sack last week, but it was like after 20 seconds. He's like a edge-setting... Thumping Machine. edge guy. He's an edge guy. He's yeah, like, he's a first and second down guy. But then you're gonna have Judon and Keon White, and then probably some other young guy you're gonna draft. Is how I think they're probably gonna. Switch. Like Uche's perfect for like just a third down sack artist, but that's all he's ever gonna be here, and like that's never gonna be worth sixteen million. You know, to Bill Belichick. No, because the rest of the league way overpays that. So we're going to have to get another one of those guys in the draft, I think. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I can guarantee you that's probably what's going to happen. Unless Bill's, like, starting to – I mean, he's got so much money he can afford to keep, like, every single one of our free agents plus get, like, three top-tier guys in the market. We're fucking five middle-of-the-road guys. You know, he could get Mike Evans and fucking T. Higgins and re-sign all our guys and trade for fucking – Jerry Judy, if he wanted to, and be under the cap by twenty million. You know what I mean? That's a type of year they, it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, I really do think they need, which they've kind of needed for a while. I was like, they just need to go get uh, a receiver, and and honestly, like the best way to do it with how expensive these guys are, 
It used to be draft back. You get a quarterback on a rookie salary, you're saving all this money, or left tackle. Well, wide receivers like that now, too. Those guys get paid $20 million a year. So, yeah, like, like, sign a wide saying, draft a, a first-round receiver. Yeah, like, if you, six. You, you get in – that's literally the point. Like, it's – I mean, you get the third pick, and Caleb Williams and Drake May are gone, and you're staring Marvin Harrison in the face. Like, you might as well just take him. Like, you can get a above-average left tackle – at the 35th pick, it's basically a fucking sec. It's basically a first round pick. But then, I mean, I don't know what you do at quarterback. I mean, you go, you roll out another fucking Mac Jones year or a fucking, you know, a journeyman like Baker Mayfield. I don't know what you do next year. I mean, you've got to get. Well, yeah, why don't, why don't you just draft two quarterbacks? Draft a quarterback in the second round and draft a quarterback in the fourth round. Yeah, and just see what happens. Like, it worked out. Take- Dude, it fucking hit, though. That was a success because they. Robert Griffin was good for a year and then, like, was injured forever. And then Kirk Cousins came in, and it was really good. So, like, it was really a good – I mean, they they double-dipped, and it made sense. I mean, everyone was like, wow, why'd they do that? And it worked out, even though he doesn't do it for the Redskins or Commanders, whatever fuck their team name is now. But, yeah, it worked out. But, I mean, yeah, if you're number three and Marvin Harrison's there – Fuck it. I mean, I'd be hard pressed not to just, just also just to fuck with Indian Indianapolis fans. Just have Marvin Harrison Jr. play for the Patriots for years. Um, you know, I'd love to get Peyton Manning's fucking nephew too. If he can get him, maybe he can come play, be quarterback. Just build, That'd be fun. Just build the fucking 2002 Indianapolis Colts on the Patriots in 2002. Go like 15 and go 15 and two every year and just lose in the first round of the playoffs. Some, yeah. Some, that'd be a fun lose to some average Steelers yeah. team that just runs down our throats. Cause they're soft as fuck. Um, I don't know. I look, you look around the league. There's going to be how many coaches are going to be, there's going to be what? Like 10 coaches are going to get fired. Probably. They, yeah. They were, I mean, I heard Shepard the other day. He said like, uh, it was on the McAfee podcast or something like seven, at least seven coaches are going to get fired. And he's like, Oh, I'll take the over. So you got to say, Probably Rivera, because he's been on, like, the hot seat. Everyone's been talking about it, even though he beat the Patriots, which is classic. Uh, Staley from the Chargers, definitely. Already they fired fucking the Raiders coach. They already fired the Panthers coach. Um, I can see Todd Bowles in Ta- Tampa. Who else is there? Uh, the Jets. Five. Could be. I, mean, I think he saw, might saw stay. Like, yeah. They're doing. They're gonna Just keep be- them because of Rogers. That's the only reason he would stay. Yeah, I could easily um, see McDermott getting fired in Buffalo. Even they don't make the playoffs. Yeah, they're five hundred. And I want to say, just while it just popped in my head, with this team at the start of the year and Tom Brady at his current age, I think they would be contending with the Miami Dolphins in the division right now. Like the Dolphins are eight and two or eight and three or whatever they are. If Tom Brady was, you know, never retired and just came back for one more year with the Patriots and started. With hit the the offense that we had and the defense that we had, I bet I guarantee you we'd be second in the division at worst. If they were to add like, if they were to add like Mike Evans or like one other guy, you know, then yeah, I think he really would be. So. Not could, that far I've off. seen him. I know he's a hundred now, but like I've seen him have worse teams, worse wide receivers than this. Juju Smith-Schuster. He would make work. He would make Devontae Parker work. Demario Douglas would be a fucking eight-catch-a-game guy. Kendrick Bourne would have been a great, a great receiver for him. Uh, and he Hunter does have Henry, both the tight ends. Tight ends. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, he'd be fucking – he'd have yeah, six wins I mean, at least. I don't think they're that far. I don't think they're that far off. Like, if you just plug in a competent quarterback who can make some plays, they win – Half the games they played this year, yeah, they're not like, like an embarrass. Like people like they've had a f- like five embarrassing games. Two of those embarrassing games they should have won. It literally, if anybody like that was not a moron, started at quarterback, they literally could have picked up nineteen forties fucking Otto Graham or s- slinging Sammy Baugh, who probably never threw a forward pass and just handed it off and threw, you know, two-yard passes and beat both the Colts and the Giants. Literally took, I mean, you didn't have to go play Division One football at Alabama to win either of those games. I mean, you could have plucked any second-string quarterback off any team in the league and won both of those games. If you just asked them you- to hand off 
throw make easy, open fucking screen passes, anything. Simplest shit. They would have won. Both of them. If they had Malik Cunningham running the wing T, they would have they would have easily won those. Dude, I'm not again I'm not above thinking that this week they're going to run a, the Wildcat one hundred percent of the game. I'm not even joking. Like they can't Bailey Zappi can't throw. Um the Chargers give up a lot of rushing yards. Their defense is the worst in the league. Um I could see like they just break out the Wildcat. Fuck it and just do it. You know what I mean? Like they just bring Cunningham in, Ezekiel Elliott does it. I don't know if Ramondre Stevenson can do it, but they always have Zeke do it. I mean, they're breaking up fucking – they're breaking out in 2008 offenses in 2023. So, I mean, might as well fucking do it right. Do it with a quarterback that could actually run. You know what I mean? He could run routes and run the this, ball. You know what's going to suck about this game is that the score is going to be like – it's going to be like 16-9 in the fourth quarter. And the Patriots are going to have the ball. And we're going to be sitting there going like, well, if they make like a couple plays, but there's no one who's going to make a couple plays. Like, no. we're going to not be out of this game. No, especially, about I don't this know, team. he owns, I think he's beaten Herbert twice. Maybe three times. And he's like, he never loses to like the Chargers. 40. Huh? He, he probably, the score has probably been like 95 yeah. to 6 again. Yeah, he's been blow. He blows them out. In they blow them out. They're crazy. Time. And it's always on the road. And their teams always look better than ours. And obviously, they have way better weapons. And the quarterback's 10 times better. But for some reason, like, our defense always holds it together. And Mac Jones has beaten him. Like, it's not just anybody. Mac Jones has beaten Herbert on the road. So, it's, like, not undoable. Quite. It's just Back-to-back years. Yeah. It's just, uh, I know. I think Cam beat him, right? And then Mac beat him. I don't know. One of the two. But maybe, I think Cam definitely beat him. But I thought Mac did. Just one. No, did they beat him last year like fifty-six to nothing? Beat him. They beat him back-to-back years, but Matt, but Cam was a quarterback on one of them. I thought. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I tweet that I think at like the halftime. I was like, I know they're going to be in this game and and fuck it up. Like they did that against the Colts. They did it against the fucking the Giants. They did it against. I mean, how many teams have they done backbreaking mistakes to? Fucking Raiders, uh, Eagles. I mean, that's four right there where they literally lost the game themselves. Ute doesn't get his foot down, missed a kick in the Giants game, throws a horrendous interception against the Colts. Uh, lost just the Giants, just the whole game was a clusterfuck. Um, what was the other one I was thinking? The, the, I don't know. Commanders. I don't even remember what the score of that game was. The season has just been a blur. My, 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 my season ticket holder br- uh, brothers are fucking – quitting on me. They don't even want to go to games anymore. They're miserable. I might be at the stadium by myself Sunday, just sitting in the parking lot with no food. I would love that for you. I think that's exactly what you should do. Just go and just angry yell at kids. It's my 38. Uh, did you see the video of that, that Eagles kid who walked up to the Bills fan and he like, you know, they're at they're in the tailgate and he goes to give him a high five and the Bills fan sticks his hand up. He takes the high five away and just whips him off. He's like seven years old. I feel like that's what you're just going to be doing to anyone wearing a Mac Jones jersey for the next. <laughs> just buy yourself at a tailgate bullying. My kids, kids have Mac Jones jerseys. I want to. I want to do one of those fucking burning jersey videos. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just going to end up being at the game by myself, miserable, and sitting there. Just I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring in. I won't give the team any money, so I'm gonna bring in 17, 18 Coors Lights. I'm gonna get. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get one of those things off Amazon. <laughs> Bandoliers, the beer bandoliers. You could stack like twenty-five beers in them, and I'll just be in there. You're just gonna hear. All you're gonna keep hearing is, is aluminum hitting concrete the whole game. <laughs> me, me screaming at fucking Mike Gesicki and fucking Mac Jones to get on the same page. I mean, we're week eleven and we got miscommunication on, on an out route. Um, and he's lobbing balls in the air. I mean, Ephus pitches to the fucking sideline. I mean. I don't think Mac Jones even suits up for the game. He might be emergency third. Yeah. Quarterback. How about Zappy getting first team starts? I mean, definitely I don't know. Bad. He's definitely starting, and he'll probably play the whole game unless he literally throws up on himself. I don't like. I don't know if he's gonna have as quick a hook as Mac will, but like, it would be interesting to see if they just like start like just having an interception off. Like Bailey will start one game and throw two interceptions, and then Mac starts the second half, and then the next week they just do it opposite again. Like this they did last week. You know, when we used to do the pod when they used to win all the time, we hardly talked about the Patriots. 
did. Never even brought. We never mentioned games. There was nothing really to talk about. It was just, it was just happy times. We would just make basically tell bad stories about things that were happening to us at the time in our lives. Now this is it. Now we just the bad thing happening in our lives is the Patriots. It is. It's the. It's well. Besides crushing credit card debt, I mean, I would say uh, the Patriots are the the second. Well, probably the worst thing in my life. The other, the other being crushing credit card debt, and I mean crushing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't want to get. I mean, you you are the finance macroeconomics guru, but you are just opening up new cards and balance transferring. I mean, that's the oldest trick in the book. It is the oldest trick. I mean, don't I pay any interest. I don't have to ever. pay any interest for months and years if it's. Uh, you know, when it doesn't count. If you're not paying interest on the credit card debt, that doesn't actually hit my books until I start paying I'm, interest. I'm sending kids to college for multiple years <laughs> with my credit card debt right now. Uh, it's fucking absurd. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that, that Bidenomics has really fucked me with those fucking variable rates. God, good, good grief. Oh, they, yeah, they sneak up on you. How about, uh, how about fucking Kowloon going, uh, Going fucking worldwide the other day, fucking Thanksgiving. Interesting day. If that what if if that didn't like that made my Thanksgiving weekend. Like I was having so much. Everyone I was talking to was loving it. That was the best. I mean, the girl just like I said it. In, in, I'm like, this is exactly like. I mean, I don't want to say anything bad about the misses, but I mean, I feel like there's a chance that Tony. <laughs> met Anne in a bar and saw her bottle a gentleman off the head and, and that's how they got married. Like this know, is totally dream. Yeah, I don't Tony, know how that girl didn't, right leave with, didn't leave with a ring on her hand. I don't know. But um that that, that I've seen that fight at Kowloon, I don't know, two hundred and fifty times. You know what I mean? I mean that's it's just because somebody videotaped it now it was like viral. I was listening to a, a guy at Boy Scouts, by the way, the other day. Which I'm now a fucking Cub Scout because they don't allow, like, they don't even let anybody adult near the little kids because I think they've had so many molestation fucking lawsuits. So now I have to go and, like, be active in Cub Scouts, which is a nightmare to me. Yeah. So I'm literally there fucking. I better. Documentary on Netflix? No. I'm, no, I'm, I, they better give me fucking merit badges because I'm doing all this shit. So anyway, I, I I hear the lady (laughs) talking and she's like, the guy that videotaped it, like, her, his brother was an executive at Apple, so he was the one that made it go viral, like on Twitter, and got it on TMZ and all this shit. And I'm like, I it, sense. It, I was just like it was also just too perfect of a video. Like the the girl, her tits are popping out. The the guy's all bloody. Someone's in the chokehold, and then she turns around, grabs the bottle, and that's not the first time she's broken no, a bottle I mean, off a man's so, head. That was because... one of the most confident bottling I've ever seen. Try to get that off like concrete that rocks. It's hard. It's not easy to do. Break a bottle on something. It was a perfect smash. Yeah. Here's the thing about the uh, about the Boy Scouts. Like, if you if you guys are like, all right, we're gonna do the overnight where everyone has to like go up in the mountain and take the kids up there. Does anyone want to volunteer to do the overnight with the kids? If some guy instantly raises his hand and goes, "Yeah, I'll do it," That's like, all right, well, it's definitely not gonna be you. <laughs> yeah, you're out. You're out. You're actually officially out, and uh, you're actually not allowed back. You have to get the guy clearly. You. I envision this. He's now. like, I don't want to fucking do this. That's the I person who needs to do this now. Is that I have to go on the trips? I have to like be in canoes and shit. Like my kid, God love him. I've wanted him to play sports and push him into like every sport there is. He has zero interest. He wants to be a Cub Scout. Fucking loves it. We go and he fucking has a great time. Um, and just loves it so much. And I'm like, all right, I guess this is what I'm doing then. So, like, I just know, like, every single thing I'm going to be involved in is be like, okay, we're going to go up to fucking the tippy top of Vermont and stay in a fucking mosquito trap and catch our own food. And I'm like, come on. Like, skills are, are – this is this – is, I'm not hunter-gatherer, Tony. I mean, this isn't fucking – this isn't colonial pioneer times. Why do I have to learn this? Like, come on. I live in a house. Let's be honest, though. Not for long, but I do right now. It's probably a better life. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at your basement. You have a bunch of pictures of men in tight, tight pants. Yeah. Asses, thighs, everywhere, all along your... It's all you're looking at. It's men in tight pants covering your basement walls. You live and die the Patriots week in, week out. It ruins your week. The boy is just happy. He's like, oh, nature, walks. Like, he, 
he really probably is. has a better leg. Caring about sports it. is a curse. It it's is, an it absolute is. curse. It is. I I had that same feeling like um, just a lot of my friends, you know, when I went to college, um, you know, it was always weird to me. Not weird. I get it. But, like, it was weird to, like, transition because I was never a Syracuse sports fan, right? I was just Boston sports fan. Didn't care about college teams at all in any sport. And then um, – and Alexa's talking on my fucking wall. My kids discovered this fucking <laughs> like just fucked my whole life up. They they discovered this announcement feature. So like every two seconds, my daughters from their bedroom will just be like, you don't understand a word. So you have to say like Alexa an- <laughs> Alexa announce or something, and then say your announcement after it. But it's always the first twenty five seconds of it is just Alexa announce announce Alexa announce announce announce, and then they'll say it. And I'll just be like, oh fuck, like it's always nothing. Mom, milk, TV's off, TV blanket. I'm like, God damn. Just, and, and it pops up on my phone, too, because I have the Alexa app. I'm like, dude, I can't get away from it. What are they talking about? <laughs> I'm fucking lost. Um, but what was I just talking about? I lost my complete train of thought. Oh, I watched a guy. Uh, I watched a video of a guy walk up. He was in a, a, a supermarket, and there was one of the phones that was just on the wall that you could, like, page everyone. He walks up, somehow knew how to use it perfectly, pressed a button, went to the speakerphone to the entire supermarket and just farted into the phone and put it back. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was dying. It's a good move in any, just, in, every, in, in any situation. Farting into a microphone is hilarious. Can't miss. Yeah. We, could, we just can't teach you how to fart into the internet. <laughs> We're going to take out a GoFundMe uh, for this, for, for your internet service. Um, I don't know. I know that my, like, I, the fucking app that we put it on, like I, I uh, put the the podcast up, like gets rid of like dead air, and I don't. I'm pretty sure that fucking dumb ga- uh, garage band does it too. But like, I don't even know how it could get rid of you. You'll just be talking sometimes, and it will just be off for two seconds. Then your sentence will start. I feel like you're constantly lagging. Like I don't even know if you know that I'm talking right now. Like, I, I feel like you're 20 minutes behind me. Like you're talking about sentences that I've already talked about 20 minutes ago. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know when you call in a radio show and they've already changed topics seven times? That's what I feel like how I'm talking to you. Um, but, you know. Well, I don't know if it's the video or what, because sometimes I watch your face and it's like watching one of those, like, Asian dubbed over shows where you're just like, mouth moves super fast with the words out. don't match up. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, this is, I got to get back in studio. I need to. We need you in studs. We need, listen. It just... I need I I need I need someone to go to the Patriots game with me. So fucking someone I don't care who it is at this point. I'm gonna take uh maybe a couple Cub Scouts. I don't know. It could be a couple Scout Cub Scouts. I'll bring them along. My son ain't going. I might as well just grab a couple from, oh. from the troop. That's what I was gonna say. When I was and this feels like you Cub Scout version, but I, when I was like twelve or thirteen, we went to Cooperstown to play in like a it was like a little league, but it was like the diamond was slightly bigger and you whatever, it was like this turn and one of the dads who was the coaches who had to like sleep in the bunk with us brought in one of those like um the fold-up chairs that you like slide into the bag except there was no chair in it. he just filled that whole bag of beers so it just looked like he was carrying in like a sliding chair and just got shit-faced one night <laughs> and we were just racing him in the middle of the barracks and Team Pepsi came out because they were in the championship game. And the, the coach got in our coach's face and he's hammering. He's drinking a beer in the middle of the barracks. He's like, shut up. You have a game tomorrow. He's like, oh, fuck you. And you're... <laughs> but this is what I picture you in the Cubs guys. Just hammered, yeah. <laughs> drinking Coors Lights, going, throwing them out. There's a funny out the new... There was a weird uh, full circle like thing where I wanted to be a Cubs go too when I was a little kid. And um, my dad obviously thought it was gay. So he would tell me it was gay and that I was gay. <laughs> so uh, he, he basically would lead with that and end with that on every um, Cub Scout day. And um, so, like, there was one time where we had to go stay in a cabin, and uh, we always had, we had to bring a chaperone. So my chaperone was my, my godfather, my uncle, who's, like, he's only, like, uh, 15 years older than me. So he was probably, like, fucking, I don't know, 25 at the time. The last place he wants to be, I'm sure, for a weekend. Is with like guys that were because I was young, he was obviously young, and then like we went with like kids that were my age, but their dads were all like in their thirties or forties, and uh, they were all into like the Cub Scout shit. And my uncle was like, "I don't want to deal with any of this. I hate this." And he uh, like he was just telling me he was like, 
all I could do, because there was no bathroom in the cabin, and he would just go outside, shit in the woods, and get high for like two, <laughs> he's like for 48 <laughs> hours straight. He's like, I had to keep going outside. And this was in the winter, in the snow. We had no heat. We had to make our own fire on the inside. We had to cook outside. It was a fucking crazy weekend. It was probably cool in retrospect. All I remember was two things. One, my uncle was never around because he was somewhere shitting and getting high. And second, I pissed my bed and then laid in it my uncle. <laughs> I left my bunk bed and went and laid with my uncle. And at age, like, way too old, like, to 11. Like, I, I don't know. I was scared to go outside and get eaten by a wolf or something, so I just pissed my bed instead. <laughs> Two things that I remember from uh, that trip. That's and fun. It's gonna be me. It's fun to think. It's funny to think about like when we were younger, not realizing like your parents were drunk when you were doing stuff, and you're like, oh yeah, wow, this is fun. Like dad's just super happy today, <laughs> or whatever. Like, or like you're like, but yeah, like parents like this, like yeah, like your uncle just getting high during a like he must have been like oh thank christ as he was like ripping a joint by himself in the woods yeah, or this guy just a, sneaking beers like into a, like a a 20 bag from some guy in lynn on the way up and we're just on our way to this fucking middle of nowhere fucking campground just least that he's exactly like me like he all he thought cared about was like sports he's like i and i don't he's like i don't none of this i care about like i don't want to gather wood with my nephew like first of all he was probably he wanted to go out and get laid. He didn't want to be fucking with me, fucking burden, like just fucking burden godson. That like who cares? I'm your godfather. What does that mean? It means I got to take you to Boy Scout camp because your dad thinks it's hey, well. It's not bad when you, when you uh... <laughs> you get another nice excuse on why you didn't get laid. Well, I had to take Tony to Cub Scouts. That's why I didn't get laid for the third straight month. <laughs> That was one weekend. What are you talking about? One <laughs> weekend you were in New Hampshire with your Um, it is kind of like yeah, it is kind of funny to think like uh, like parents at like kids' games are definitely drunk. Like you used to think like you hear these like parents like screaming in like Babe Ruth at you, and you'd be like, "What is wrong with this guy?" And then like looking back on it, you're like, "Oh, that guy just got out of jail. He was drunk <laughs> at the game. <laughs> like I had a coach who just got out of jail who like." Throw balls at us in batting practice on purpose to toughen us up, and you're like, "Oh, this guy was just drunk all the time." He just got out, man. He's fucking living it up. I mean, that's every single person that has like a yeti. Like, that's no water. You know what I mean? Like, anybody that's got like a, any sippy cup. Oh, the, all the moms. Like, I went to a first of all, it was nine a.m. Whatever. My daughter ran in this uh, cross country event, which um, you know, it was like I thought it was going to be, I don't know, like towns around here, like swamps getting Lynn, because Lynn. So I was like, okay, it's probably going to be small. It was like. Fucking 5,000 kids running around this uh, public golf course. And every mom there had a little fucking, uh, like, Stanley sippy cup thing. And all of them were just, you just saw the red coming up out of the straws. Like, all of these broads <laughs> are drinking Bloody Mary right now. Uh. They come see their kid run. Ugh. Well, all right. I mean, might as well do some fucking predictions for this week. So The predictions is I'm going to be drunk and angry at the sport. At the, at the event, I'll be very upset. Um, other than that, I don't know what else there could be. Um, I'm going to say that they're going to lose, uh, handily. I think that Bailey Zappi will get benched. I think you're going to see Malik Cunningham score a touchdown. These are, these are my predictions. Bailey Zappi will get benched. Malik Cunningham will take over. Uh, will score a touchdown. But as you say, I think they will have a chance in the second half. This after I just three sentences ago said they're going to get beaten handily. But it's going to never feel like they're really in it. But they're going to have the ball with a chance to tie or take the lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, and they won't. But I think they're going to end up losing. They'll end up losing 20 to 13. Of that. Or 20 to 12. Because I just I think they'll score one touchdown, miss the extra point, and kick two field goals. That's what I think they're going to do. 20 to 12. Hmm. I am the... Like I said, 16-9. Not even the number. I like your 16-9. That's good. But I want to hear some other random predictions from you. 16-9, Patriot ball with a chance to tie it at the end. They go down. They score a touchdown. We're so bismal that they're like, screw it. We might as well just go for two and try to win. They don't get it. We lose 16-15. <laughs> <16, 
Um, I think the defense is going to look good. I think this is like a good matchup. I mean, they have a ton of offensive weapons, but I think we can, I think we should be able to match up with them. I don't think they're going to like just score on us at will. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball on us. I think we're going to be able to run the ball on them. So I think the game is actually going to be be able to move the ball at home. It's not going to be a bad day. It's like 45. Yeah, it's going to be closer than it should be because of the because we're going to run the ball. So we're going to just keep the game close, and it just it depends on how many turnovers we have, which feels like it could be upwards of six. We can't rule out six interceptions, but, you know, I don't know. It was funny last week watching them just, like, the first drive, they threw, like, what, seven screen passes mm-hmm. and then in a row, and then the next drive, all the defensive ends were just like, all right, we should maybe just knock all these right. down and then it's like oh that was the only offense we had was behind the line of <laughs> scrimmage a, did you see like the pass charts that they had of him and zappy they were like every, they had like a you know scattered dots complete complete incomplete every single one of them was under 10 yards for both of them and then uh like all the greens were behind the line of scrimmage or like within one yard of the line of scrimmage and then both of them had uh mac had two and uh and bailey zappy had one red dot and they were both past 10 yards into the left and i was like all these fucking guys, they can't throw the ball past 10 yards without getting intercepted right now. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's crazy. All right. Well, that's a good one. See how it goes. Um, of course, uh, wish KP well on his, on his, uh, wherever the fucking boot camp he's in. We might never see him again. He's in fucking, uh, I don't know, fucking Louisiana picking daisies. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's, he's, I think he's on toothbrush floor cleaning duty this week. Um, and follow me on Malcolm Go Podcast uh, at, well, at gmail.com, Malcolm Go Pod on Twitter, Brady Disciple on Twitter, the Discord, discord.com slash Malcolm Go Pod, and uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Malcolm Go Pod cast. Um, you know, I'll try and do a tailgate one this week, but it might just be me sloppily drinking and, and, and speaking into a microphone because I paid for these tickets, so I goddamn going. I ain't, I ain't losing money just because the Patreon. We did the. We did break down. Have just we might have just lost Tyler for good there. That's he was he's mid talk. His face is there's a picture of him, so he does exist. And we've lost the internet, and it's gone forever. So I'm just gonna call it on time. We've literally hey listen, my internet just died completely uh, at 59 minutes of podcast time. So I don't know. He's oh yep now he's gone. So anyway, yeah that's what we're gonna do. I pardon pardon Tyler's uh, hamster on a wheel internet. One day he'll get fucking cable. I mean, you the AOL fucking dialing. Fucking, you're about two seconds from getting the you got mail notification from him. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll be at the game alone. Maybe come find me. Section two hundred four is going to be rowdy, nonetheless. I will not be. Uh, I'll be in team gear, but I won't be happy about it. And I will not be paying for beer. Uh, I'm bringing them in. I hope everyone knows. Pats. Do your job. All right, don't try to make too much out of it. Just do your job. 47 and 8 months ago, right? All for this moment. It's about honor. It's about respect. We win this game. You're honored. Your kids are honored. Your family's honored. We are three. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands he has. Uh-huh. Wilson, quick throw. And it's good. intercepted. He intercepted to Malcolm Butler. Butler has it at the one. Malcolm Butler. Stepping. Warner goes back to throw. And here's the blitz by Mike Brady. In the back.
I love you. You work your ass off. You're the greatest you quarterback in the world, man. Hey, I love you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 